For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Of course, in Australia, where our next guest uh, comes into us from uh, All Black number 944-70 All Black tests, 967 points. These days, uh, a stand sport commentator and analyst is one uh, Andrew Mertens. And the reason I read out those uh, stats about test matches and points, etc., uh, is because uh, he's part of the legacy of uh, the All Black jersey. His great mate, um, Justin Marshall, said it's damaging the legacy. Uh, Mertz, good morning to you. Great to have you on the show. As you see this unfolding before, well, not so much before your eyes, but from across the Tasman as such, how are you feeling about the All Black jersey at the moment? Uh, yeah, morning, Smithy. Um, you're right, it's earlier over here, and, and thank goodness it's not some sort of a video call. It's not my strength this time of the morning, but... Um, yeah, mate, it look, sort of, uh, conf- not conflicting feelings, but mixed sort of emotions and stuff. You know, we've been very, very spoiled in the last 10, 12, 15 years with the All Blacks and the level of success, you know. And um, we've, I know we've lost six of the last eight, but we've lost to some bloody good teams. And, you know, I just, just wonder if, if our expectations over that last 10, 12 years has, have really um, come up way high and... We're now sort of getting a little taste of maybe a bit more of normality and, you know, sport goes in cycles and uh, and, and hopefully this is just a, uh, a small patch where other teams have got a little bit of the wood on us. It doesn't mean we, we shouldn't try to, um, you know, work on improving ourselves and goodness knows the All Blacks have identified that there are plenty of things that they can improve on from the last few performances. But, um, you know, it's we've like I say, we've lost to some bloody good teams. Ireland's a hell of a team. Uh, we lost to the world champions across in South Africa. Um, we've lost to France, who are favourites for the World Cup next year. So, you know, we're up against it. And, and yes, like I say, we should aspire to, to doing better. And, and, and um, but yeah, maybe it's just back to the time that Marshy and I were playing. I mean, God, I was in the last team that handed the Bledisloe Cup across to the Australians in 98. We lost three in a row to the Wallabies in 98, two in a row to South Africa, only the first team in 49 years to have lost five in a season. So, um, you know, I've, I've, to be fair, I've seen worse. I was going to say, have you seen worse? Because I, I, the current fan, of course, doesn't think that has been a worse time. Um, because we have now, of course, uh, we've lost to uh, Argentina and, and Australia, but now we've lost to them here, and there's no great promise that we won't lose to them again next weekend. And that's, that's I think, the hole that the fans quite, can't quite get their heads around. I, I mean, uh, we, we're now, it seems, um, people are almost, I mean, jokingly saying, well, God, we've got to play Japan shortly, and then we've got to play Scotland. They've never beaten us, but, hell, they must fancy their chances. <laughs> they must, be, lick, they must yeah. be licking their lips. I mean, that's the, that's, that is actually the thinking over here. Well, we're promoting good relationships with other countries, aren't we? So I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh, mate. I know, you know, we're passionate about it and stuff. I, look, I've got faith that, um, you know, eventually, sooner or later, the, the, the All Blacks will pull them out of the, this sort of patch that, that they're in. They've got plenty of talent. Um, as we know, we're not getting the best out of it on the field at the moment consistently. Even that win against the box up in Ellis Park, 
I mean, the way that they lost to the Wallabies on Saturday, for example, shows that they're not, you know, the, the strong world champion team that they were in 2019. Of course, they're the world champions, but uh, are they playing as well as they did in that final against England? Absolutely not. So, you know, maybe that was a little bit of a false dawn. They talk about a new dawn, but uh, beating them in, at Ellis Park, even though that's a, that's a great achievement. I've never sneezed at that and never managed to win at Ellis Park myself. So absolutely can't uh, look down my nose at that. Um, but I don't think the box are the, 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 the great team that um, maybe they were two or three years ago. They're trying to find themselves. So there's a bit of work to do. Um, I just try to add a little bit of moderation at times, you know. We're, we're passionate about our footy. We're passionate about the All Blacks, and that's fantastic. Um, but, you know, like I say, it, it, it has been worse. I mean, losing to Argentina, we didn't, you know, when we're up by 15 points or so, we shouldn't lose in that position but we've got to give credit to Argentina they are a, a tough team they work hard on the ground the game kind of suited them the way it panned out it was a little bit stop start don't get me started on the referee because I think people around the world are sick of New Zealanders complaining about the referee when we lose but uh, I, I didn't think that was a, a wonderful appointment or a, or a wonderful performance but uh, we struggled to control the tempo of the game and again it was down to sort of mistakes and, and missed opportunities so you know it's it's all stuff that the All Blacks will be looking at pretty hard themselves that, uh, that they're in control of their own uh, kind of performance to an extent. Let's look at your uh, area of uh, of the game where you excelled, okay? And uh, I'm talking tackling. here, uh, yeah, tackling. Uh, I'm talking here <laughs> about. <laughs> I'm talking here about a situation where your scrum has dominance. Now they did uh, that front row in the first 44 minutes had dominance over Argentina. There's no doubt about that. Our line out, our set piece in that performance uh, at that particular point in the match was pretty darn good. In other words, we had what you look for a platform. Why could we not? Why could we not exploit that platform? What was missing? Yeah, well, I just wonder if, if we are a little bit um, predictable and, and readable with with what we're trying to do. You know, we've got fantastic, talented players who, sh- who should be able to improvise and innovate um, on the go. And I, I just wonder if teams have got a bit of a read of us. They've, they've, they do their homework. They look at our, our playbook and they look at our sort of our go-to uh, plays our go-to strike moves, and you know maybe they've they've just worked us out, and we're not good enough at the moment at reacting to what the contingency plan is and 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 what the bailout sort of option is. So um, yeah, look, I I do think we had a, a fantastic era through that period where we had Hanson, Henry, and and Smith coaching because they were very much you know work within a framework, but um, identify the opportunities and and react quickly and, and, and react with skill. And, you know, we've also got to remember that in this period, that you know, this successful period where we won two back-to-back World Cups, we've, we've got absolute world beaters throughout the team. And having lost those, I mean, 98 was partly the result of, uh, of, of losing a lot of players, the likes of Sean Fitzpatrick and Zinzan Brook or Frank Bunce, those sort of players around that that period were were finishing up and you know we've gone through a period where we have lost all those centurions and in particular Richie McCaw and Dan Carter so you know we're just not quite that much ahead of the rest of the world at the moment so we've just got to get more out of ourselves and uh, uh, like I say being able to innovate uh, on the go has always been the strength of the All Blacks at the moment it just seems like the defensive game is able to shut us down South Africa showed that um, the Irish 
with ball in hand, picked holes, and they actually played All Black style rugby from four or five years ago. You know, they they moved the ball to big bodies, running hard into space. So yeah, there's a little bit of work for us to do. I mean, there's no that's no that's no secret. No, it's no secret. Um, one of the other aspects we uh, we talked about, um, and Marshy bemoans this as well, is um, the strategy of our kicking game. And we just wondered, you know, when you consistently are getting hit first up hard, you're making no inroads, you can't, you're struggling to get across that advantage line. What is a 10 and what is a kicking 10, etc.? What can you explore in that area that we're not? Well, it's, it's it's hard to find space. I mean, teams are very, very good at covering the backfield now, and they don't want to let the ball hit grass. So, yeah, they're, they're just very, very organised. But part of it comes from the front line. You can only drop, you know, good numbers back to cover the backfield if you've got a good front defensive line. And part of that comes from not overcommitting at the breakdown. And, and Argentina was very good at... Um, legally or otherwise slowing the ball down with you know one or two effective players at the breakdown and so the fewer players you can commit on defense at the breakdown and the more players that the attacking team can has to commit then obviously you've got a bit of a, a numerical advantage in the defensive line so uh, and that that gives you the luxury of putting those players back so a lot of it does come down to that you know those first couple of phases and getting the defense backpedaling a little bit and then the options do free up a lot more so you know while our set piece was was a really good platform we did struggle to get um good quality ball on the front foot in, in, in the breakdowns and, and having committed the Argentinians. So, you know, they were very, very physical. I wonder, you know, we've we've got a team that's very, very skillful and we know that. And I just wonder if, you know, sometimes it just needs to be a little more um, blunt force trauma sort of thing, you know, rather than us us moving the ball around. That, that was probably what um, hurt us a little bit in that semi-final against England in the World Cup that, you know, we're trying to move the ball around into space and, we you know, we can tip the ball on and stuff like that, and that's all well and good. But like I say, sometimes there's just no substitute for just powering onto the ball and, and, and the likes of a Frizzell, that's the difference that he brought in the second South African test was just, you know, powering onto the ball and, and hitting hard and, and getting the opposition on the back foot. And that's what Australia, that's what the Wallabies did against the Springboks in the first 10 or 15 minutes, which basically set the platform for their victory. Can't imagine that in the time of the great captains, the Fitzpatricks, uh, the McCaws, etc., the Kieran Reeds, that you'd bench them uh, when you need them most in terms of decision making and inspiration. So, what are you seeing there, Mertz? In, in all honesty, I mean, you know, there's been one of the great talking points, of course, has been the leadership side of this All Black group. Uh, the coaching thing seems to be settled. We know that uh, Ian Foster, according to the uh, Rugby Union, will be there until the end of the Rugby World Cup. What about the captaincy now, mate? Why are we seeing our captain disappear, to his surprise as well, at those crucial stages? Well, I think uh, I think it's a slightly different context from it was to, from when it was twenty years ago. You know, the, the captain back then was the real focal point. Um, you know, alongside Fitzy, there might have been Zinzan Brook. Uh, and there might have been the game kind of leaders in terms of moves, but it was re- the focal point was really on the captain. Uh, what the All Blacks have done is evolved that sort of leadership model, so they've got multiple leaders on the field and all, all shouldering responsibility. So I don't think it's quite the same as, as say, 20 years ago when, when there's no way you'd, uh, you'd have Sean Fitzpatrick coming off the field. Um, so it is a little bit different, and, you know, you've got to have um, – you know, you've you've got to have the fresh legs on. You've got to have someone who, you know, if they are absolutely 
shattered after the efforts they've put on over 50 or 60 minutes, then captain or not, you've, you've, you've got to be replaced and, and get those fresh legs on. So, you know, it's a tough one. I'm a, I, look, I love Sam Kane. I think he's absolutely put everything into the all-black jersey, and I think he brings a lot that we don't see, um, a lot of intangibles to the team and a lot of um, inspiration to the team. Uh, debatable whether all that's enough at the moment to see him see him starting you know he's got some fairly stiff competition from other players there so um so i guess the other things that that ian foster and the, the staff are looking at you know what effect he has on other players whether it's a calming effect whether it's a, a motivational effect what whatever it is and and we don't it's not easy to see that on the tv um so yeah look it's it's a little yeah was it surprising to see no probably not if he's beat um yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one to answer. It is a hard one to answer, but the reality is it's happening now uh, two to three times in a row. Right, let's uh, look at this week. Um, let's crystal ball gaze here. Um, for one, Argentina aren't going to have to change their defensive patterns. We're going to have to change something. And two, they're not going to get any smaller during the week either. They're big boys. No. So what are we, <laughs> what, what, what are we going to look at? What are we looking at here in terms of uh, our selection? What would you like to see in terms of the principle of, of what they go about here? Would you be um, happier to lose experimenting or happier to lose doing the same old, same old with the same people? I mean, what, what are our options here? I, look, I don't really want to see us experimenting i don't want to risk this game i think the damage that's being done at the moment in terms of just the the way other teams are feeling about us people a, a lot of times say oh the aura of the all blacks is gone and it hasn't really seemed to and and it's not something the all blacks talk about either the aura but i think we do have problems when other teams feel like they can genuinely attack us and, and can go into a game with confidence they always you know they can often opposition teams can often talk up how much confidence they want to take into a game with the All Blacks, but they tend not to eventually. You know, apart from the Springboks, you don't really find teams really going in with a lot of confidence against the All Blacks. And I think every loss that happens now is is, is more damaging in that regard. And and if the Argentinians were to win a series in New Zealand, I think it makes not just the Argentinians but the whole rugby world sit up and go, boom, we can we can really keep attacking these guys. So I don't want to see a lot of experimenting. I think we'll see more kicking. I think we'll see a maybe a simpler game, a more brutal game. Like, uh, remember when we lost the first test against, uh, the first time we lost to Ireland over in Chicago, and the week later the All Blacks turned around and really bludgeoned the Irish in Dublin. Whether we can actually do that to the Argentinians remains to be seen because they are big and physical. They're not going to get any smaller smithy because they eat more steak than you and I do in a week. But um, I, I think we'll probably see a simpler simpler game from the All Blacks and playing more more territory because we got ourselves in trouble um, playing, trying to play out of our own territory and conceding penalties, and then Buffelli just knocks them over all the time. So, taking away that opportunity for him to keep the scoreboard ticking over, I think will be important. So, maybe just a simpler game plan, and you know, a bit more punching around the fringes, I would imagine. So, um, you know, it may not may not be pretty, but I think it'll probably be effective. Well, we've been a bit stubborn a couple of times, and in, uh, in terms of our selection, I mean. Will Jordan, not many people won't say he's the best number 15 they've seen for quite some time, but we don't play him there. Um, and what about the midfield, Mertz? Um, what are you thinking here in the midfield? I just, look, I, I just don't think we've got a lot of, um, we haven't had a lot of consistency. And, 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 and these guys are still learning their combination, learning their trade a little bit. 
um, and under intense pressure. I mean, when you look at who we've played, we haven't had the ability to kind of ease ourselves into this season either. You know, normally there'd be a couple of early games that are pretty physical, but, you know, you can get through them. And we really had to hit the ground running against Ireland and managed to win that first test, with it, which I think in hindsight is a hell of an achievement, especially when we went down right at the start of the game. So, you know, that that's forgotten a little bit now as well, obviously, in the context of the other results. But, um, um, yeah, the, the, the midfield has been tough because individually, you know, the... the they're fantastic players, but still maybe finding their finding their feet as combinations. And um, you know, I'm a big Havili fan. I'm a big Rico Ioane fan as well. He's got to be on the field for us. And you know that that second game in South Africa just proved that we're, we're, he, he has an effect. He can have an effect, almost like a Marika Koroimbete has over here for the Wallabies. Uh, he's just so fast, and that's just irreplaceable. Whether his best position is on the wing or at centre, I always liked him at centre in the Blues. Um, but he's not getting the opportunities that you'd like to see him at centre. He's so quick that you want to somehow set him up so he's he's got a bit of a one-on-one, or he's, at least he's getting on the outside of his man. I mean, the outside break for him with his pace is why you want to have him at centre, and he's just not quite getting those opportunities where the the, the team is manipulating him into space. To, to give him that chance. So, you know, I'd, I'd like to see a bit, yeah, maybe a bit simpler moves and, and, and a bit smarter moves in the backs as well. Um, I don't know what, what form that takes. Seems to me at times maybe we maybe we should be bringing Geordie Barrett or whoever is a fullback in as, as more of a decoy on the inside of Rico and try and put him on the outside of guys. But sometimes that's easier said than done. And like I say, teams have done their research on us. Mm. Uh, well, uh, we'll let you go, Mertz, because we know it's uh, exercise time for you over there. Well, incidentally, we've got a text, and what is your f- what is your uh, record time now from Bondi to Coogee? Well, I mean, it, it depends on the traffic because I, I never run it. I'll uh, I'll always drive it. <laughs> it depends how long the Uber takes to get there. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You. I had a feeling that was going to be your answer. Hey, mate, great, uh, great to catch up with you. Uh, fa- absolutely fantastic, of course, and uh, lovely to hear your thoughts as well. See you shortly, man. Stay well. Thank Cheers, you. Cheers, Hope to I hope to be across for that Bledisloe on the twenty fourth, mate. So maybe see you there. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.